We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow joining you Sunday night, right at about 9 o'clock. The Dallas Mavericks just defeated the Utah Jazz 114 to 100. Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad that we are having a cheerful podcast because I think if they would have followed up that Minnesota stinker with losing to a Jazz team missing like four of their top like six players... Uh, that would have really stunk, but it didn't. They took care of business, which was very, very, very uh, nice to see. They really took care of business. <laughs> and to give you an example of the business taking that I that we're descri- describing here, the Mavericks gave up 29 points in the first quarter. So it's 29-21 to end the first quarter. We're all pretty irritated. It's just the nature of what happened. Over the next 30 two-ish minutes of basketball so the the second quarter the third quarter and the first eight minutes of the fourth quarter the Dallas Mavericks uh allowed 59 points um <laughs> over over those next spin that's remarkably good um is is the thing I for some of you who don't want to do math on the fly this early in the morning or late at night it's whatever the Mavericks put the clamps on Utah and got really just pummeled a, a Utah team that was already kind of on the ropes. They were been dealing with like there were they were missing like three starters tonight. Like it was dark. Um, but I don't really care because that's the way it goes, and that's basketball. And you know, I was I want to get this out of the way early because it's just I've, I've been hot since I read it. Um, Andy Larson. Oh, did he delete the tweet? Oh, he did. Andy Larson, who is a Utah Jazz. Um, beat guy basically tweeted out Donovan Mitchell yelling to the Dallas bench. Now he's mad at kid for telling green to guard him full court in his hampered state. Woo buddy. Nobody cares that you're hurt. If you can't play, don't play. And it was just, it was a beatdown of a win. And I, I, I for one am, am going to revel in it. Yeah. I mean, it was really impressive how quickly they came out of the locker room and kind of 
turn turn the turn the tide. I mean, the first quarter and parts of the second quarter, I think we were starting to grumble about, you know, are they really like is this really going to happen? Like are they really going to blow this cuz there were no there was no, you know, reasonable scenario where the Mavericks should have lost this game, you know, just no go bear. Uh, no, no Boyan Bogdanovic. Um, I can't, I mean, their other bigs were out, like their backup big Hassan Whiteside was out. Um, you know, they're already, <laughs> it was like dudes that I didn't know who they were. Yeah. I mean, they were playing, <laughs> they were going deep into the bench. I mean, Eric Pascal was starting for them, um, which is, which is hilarious. Um, so yeah, I mean, they had, I mean, the thing with me was like, not only did they have to win this game, they needed to win it comfortably in my mind, because this jazz team was like, you said, they're on the ropes. So for them to not only not be leading after the end of, after the end of the first quarter, but trailing by eight, I was kind of like, okay, what, well, you know, what's going on here. And then, I mean, man, basically from the end of that first quarter, start of the second to the end of the game. I mean, they just beat the crap out of this team uh, every which way. I mean, the Mavericks shot, 52 percent from the floor and 50 percent from three i mean it was uh, well we're not really we, we haven't yeah. really discussed why because yeah. luca just yeah. went flipping berserk he had a kind of a it was a like a it was an odd first quarter where he hit threes but no twos and and then in the the second and then really in the third he just started going left after he was doing you know he's he's picking up he's picking on poor mike conley like on repeat and would just get he's he's got this incredibly weird looking uh drive left floater backboard game when he's in the right state of being and he must have hit four or five shots at that you know which angle i'm talking about it's like almost i can't even think it's 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 a little bit north of the short corner but it's like that like 15 12 to 15 foot area and he just put people in prison. He did. Uh, I mean, he played bully ball. I mean, he was. I mean, it was. He he showed the full game tonight. I mean, he was getting to the basket. He was getting to the free throw line. Um, he was hitting threes. I mean, there wasn't really much. I mean, it was. He didn't have a ton of assists, which was kind of funny, despite the fact that seemingly everyone on the team uh, made shots if they took shots. So funny enough, he only had five assists. If you'd think this would have been a a biggest assist night for him if the team shot 40 of 77 from the floor but i think it was just because everyone was kind of sharing the ball i mean the team had 21 assists which was great uh and like i know you like looking at that stat about like how many players have multiple assists and i'm yep. looking at now and one two three four five players had multiple at least double uh two assists or more so the ball was moving, so he wasn't always getting the, the main the primary assist but the ball never really got stuck they only had eight turnovers uh, I mean, they played an astoundingly clean game, and I guess it goes to show the big difference in the Jazz with Gobert on the floor and Gobert off. If you wonder yeah. how crucial of a defensive player he is, holy crap! I mean, I don't. I mean, like you said, outside of that first quarter, I mean, Utah did. I mean, it was nothing. It was there. I mean, they were the Mavericks were just getting whatever they wanted, uh, and it was pretty crazy to watch. I mean, the three three-headed point guard attack once again came through. All those guys scored in double figures. Brunson had a really nice game. And then, man, they just did not want to find Reggie Bullock on the perimeter tonight, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Reggie was, after being a dreadful 0 for 6 the other night, he finished <laughs> 7 of 11 tonight. And at one point, he was 5 of 6. Like, he was just, just throwing like flamethrower type stuff. And the Mavericks are something, I think it's 15 and 2 when yes. Reggie Bullock hits four three-pointers or more. And 
you know, it, it, there's this guy who comes on our, on our green rooms. Um, he's a guy who I went to the basketball game with Akiva and he was just like, I, you know, he comes on and, and uh, the, the room always complains about his, his comments, but he had something that I hadn't really thought of the other night where he said, you know, the Mavericks have, don't have anybody on the roster that have even like that can come close to averaging three, three pointers made in a game. And that's a lot of threes to average, but it's, it's his, his point was like, it's a specialist. Like, the Mavericks, like they they threw through Seth Curry away, and when you get a guy like Luca, you you kind of want to have a specialist. And I know it's hard to find, but you know Bullock, when he plays well, is is fits that role. And I sort of wish that they would really, I don't want to say like force feed him shots, but like they they need to do things to get him going if he's not going because he's just he's too important to them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's he's taking. I mean, he's taking almost eight threes a game in uh, in the month of March. So I mean, That's he's good. getting. Yes. I mean, he's getting the shots. I mean, he just he was in a horrible slump the last two games. So yeah, uh, it's tricky. Yeah, yeah, streaky. And it, I mean, it, it was very funny um, that Utah went. I mean, it goes to show how bad badly the Mavericks were, were hammering their defense that they went zone. And it's like a team shooting like fifty percent from three. Like you're gonna go zone, and Reggie made like two or three threes out of the when Utah was playing zone, and they were just like wide open middle school like defensive level breakdowns where he was just sitting alone in the corner uh, multiple times and that was like really fun to see like i mean the jazz i think this is the fifth game of a six game road trip that started in new york and has been slowly creeping across america like they are just they are wiped out injuries i mean what and i'm not trying to like excuse off the win i'm just trying to say the mavericks just they kicked the puppy while he was down. Like they, they fully took advantage. Like they, I mean, should. but the they bullied. Like this, this was team, this right. was the tail end of of what was supposed to be, according to the schedule, the Mavericks' tough streak. And yeah. they've won some, and then they've lost some. And overall, I think they figured if if you were to go back and listen to previous podcasts, Josh and I kind of divided up some of this stuff into sections. And the Mavericks have overall outperformed what my expectations were. Yeah, they've done really good. Uh, I mean, the All Star break. I think their schedule overall was pretty easy, but they still had like a little little mini run of really difficult games left. Well, there's so so it was like it was. So I talked to a couple of different people about this coming out of All Star break. There's like straight up strength of schedule where the Mavericks didn't have that bad of a schedule, but then they also had some road games, some games against teams where they're playing against rest deficits and uh, stuff like that, where they're kind of on the bad end of things. And the Mavericks at one point had a pretty challenging looking schedule according to that kind of parse data and they just really powered through it and you know they, they've they've won a lot of like this was the, the one of the reasons i really like this game is it's only it's only the third time they've beaten the team by double digits since all-star break with the other two games coming against the rockets they've won a lot of clutch games and mm-hmm. winning clutch games is important but beating the crap out of teams is also important and the mavericks <laughs> just haven't really done that uh, too often so. Yeah, and Luca didn't have to play 35 minutes for. I mean, uh, I'm looking at his, at the game log, and it's he's averaging about 36 and a half in the month of March. So the mm-hmm. fact that they were able to get him under that mark, even if it was just a little bit, was nice. Uh, he actually probably played a little too much because I think I don't think the Mavericks coaching staff was ready for Utah to pull the plug as early as they did, and then the next dead ball, uh, the Jason Kidd got everyone out. Uh, so that was nice to see, but uh, man, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than like just everyone did their part for the for the most part, and you know, guys made their shots. Luca made shots. Uh, Brunson made two threes, which was awesome. Brunson got Shout to the free throw line six times, which was awesome, and had ten rebounds. Ten rebounds uh, is hysterical. Yeah, 
Uh, I just, I mean, if, if you need any more further proof that Utah was like missing Rudy Gobert, uh, Jalen Brunson got 10 rebounds uh, and three of them offensive, which is really well, funny. And we didn't write about this, but I want to say it was our, our, our staffer, Jordan, pointed out that in the three previous games, Brunson's actually shot the ball pretty badly against the Jazz, like 39%. And again, it's a three-game sample. It is what it is. We all here at Mavs Moneyball believe that there are there are pretty good amount of data to indicate that that the that Brunson struggles with length, but I mean they just didn't have any length tonight, so he right. took advantage. Yeah, and like I said, I mean they took care of business, uh, and they are now in sole possession of the fourth seed. And it feels like the first time in like three months that the Mavericks have like moved out of they are not in fifth place, so that's pretty cool and. Man, if you look at the schedule, I mean, they should finish fourth. Uh, they've kind of conquered the hard part. I think they've got, what, Milwaukee and Cleveland left. And outside of that, I mean. Well, so, uh, well, let's, let's, let's actually analyze this a little bit. So Cleveland <clears throat> is, is, is um, the next two, two teams they play against are teams that are sort of on the ropes. Um, the Lakers are in real are a real threat to fall out of the plan. They lost, they, they, they fell out of a 20, uh, they, they gave up a 23 point lead tonight and fell to um, the Pelicans, which is insane. Um, Cleveland is also um, really, really fighting for, I want to see where they are in the standings. Cleveland is currently sitting at um, seventh and they're a they're one slumping. full game back from sixth. And so those like, <sighs> these are teams that definitely are fighting for something. Now, whether the Lakers just, you know, decide to pack it up, it's like the Mavericks schedule is just kind of sneaky. Interesting. You look at it because they, you know, that there's the, the Washington game on Friday, which I think the wizards will be up for as will the Mavericks, because it's two, two, you know, Porzingis and Dinwiddie were traded for each other. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to say there's bad blood on the Mavericks side, but I think the Mavericks would probably like to stick it to, to KP. And then I think Spencer Dinwiddie would like to stick it to, to um, Washington. Then there's that Sunday Milwaukee game, which because it's nationally televised, I would doubt that Milwaukee would rest dudes. And Milwaukee is just, they're really good right now. Then Mavericks in the final part of their week with two teams who are not looking to win. And then interestingly enough, on the last game of the season, they played the San Antonio Spurs, who are currently just outside of the plan. And then there's the additional fact that the Mavericks have never swept the Spurs in a season series before. <laughs> so it's yeah, like there's a lot of meaningful, interesting basketball. Yeah, San Antonio is currently a game back of the final playing spot of the of Los Angeles of the Lakers. And I think LeBron uh got hurt today. Uh so San Antonio definitely, I mean, they should be playing unless something goes horribly wrong in the next uh, two weeks that that game will matter. That game could very much matter for them. Wild. Uh, so, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a weird schedule. It, it's definitely trending on the easier side. Uh, four of the, four of the last seven are on the road, I guess, which makes a difference when the Mavericks stumble. It does feel like it happens more often on the road. Uh, it could be, I, I don't have the road record in front of me, but uh We'll see. Uh, but I mean, it was just, it's, it's nice to not have like a ton. Like, I feel like we don't have as much to talk about as normal. And it's because they did what they were supposed to do. And there were like no surprises. Uh, I guess if we wanted to say like one thing strategically about the game, I think how the Mavericks guarded Donovan Mitchell was pretty smart. I think they did a really good job there. Uh, and I think obviously it makes it way easier to guard him when they don't have Boyan and, and Gobert roll into the rim. Uh, yep. Because, I mean, how often have we watched Mitchell kill the Mavs in the pick and roll, uh, you know, with those pull-up threes 
Well, when Gobert is not your screener, uh, that make, definitely makes it a, a little easier to stay attached to him so he doesn't uh, get off good looks. But, I mean, I don't remember him really getting away from the mat. Like, I mean, everything. Was, He's there was someone badly against the Mavericks. Yeah. yeah. So, that was so nice. Let me, let me take a look at this. So, this is Golden State Warriors' schedule, okay? Mavericks <laughs> are full two games back behind them. This is an extremely unlikely circumstance team, but it's still worth putting out into the void. The the Golden State Warriors play this week Memphis, Phoenix, Utah. <laughs> They're currently riding a two-game losing streak, and Steph Curry's not coming back anytime soon. Memphis has been really good, and Phoenix is just destroying worlds. There is a not there is a a there's a puncher's chance the Mavericks could find themselves at the in the three seed as well. Yeah. Yeah. Man, how funny would that be? Uh, so just, you know, we've been locked into the jazz for so long. The idea that they're going to play someone else in the first round. Uh, I just haven't been like, they're going to host a home series against the nuggets is just something that I have not physically thought about, uh, at all. Uh, and that'd be pretty crazy. Yep. Um, but also wouldn't that mean if the Mavericks jump up the third, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but that would mean they would not see the Phoenix suns in a potential second round matchup. And we could start having some really interesting thoughts there, yeah, about yeah. what they can do. It's 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. I I really like this. I'm really tired. Like <laughs> I, I'm, so it's like I want us to have. Like I'm. I, I need number one. I just need the Mavericks not playing the plan because I need a week to like breathe and not do this every every two days because I'm just getting exhausted. But this was this is really freaking cool. I'm really enjoying this. So, yeah, I, I mean they haven't hosted. Too. Yeah, they haven't hosted a first round series since 2011, right? 2011. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, I don't think we should talk anymore because we'll be That's back fine. in a couple of days. Yeah, why not? Let's get out of here. All right, guys, this has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo. Bo, please subscribe. Please tell your friends. We've had a lot of growth the last two months. Looking forward to hopefully continuing to uh, to gain traction with the Mavs faithful. Um, please go to MavsMoneyBall.com. I'm sure we'll have some things up, though. Like I said, we're all kind of out of gas, and then there's going to be a lot to write during the playoffs. So, everyone, have a great start to your week. Check your uh, feeds at around lunchtime tomorrow for the green room, should that interest you. And then Josh and I will be back on Tuesday night. Everybody have a great week.